Yeah, wait. Okay, yeah, I'm not. He doesn't. He doesn't start it. I do. You said so. I said so to start now you moving start us along. Ninety like percent of your episodes. That is true. No, that's pretty good. In yeah. the beginning, she needs to just start darkness. every episode with thick. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. On the last time we were in the Temple of the Brass Dragon, Solinar, you had just reached the hallway with the figure slumped over down the way. Hey, are you alive over there? Or are you a corpse? The figure doesn't respond. All right, Solinar is going to approach slowly, and he's going to draw attention. Are you about to poke this figure with your sword? You've got uh, to get its attention before it pupates and builds a coffin around itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let it become a skeleton, bro. I mean, yes, but largely because there's not any convenient sticks in this hallway. Is this a poker? You cat? didn't even look for a convenient stick. It seems more like you want to stick attention to this. <laughs> Sound it out. Uh, I was going to like try to find something that worked as a rhyme, but it didn't work out. Body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thick. <laughs> <laughs> the figure is slumped over and clutching something. It's leaned against the wall, and you see kind of smears of blood long since dried. Looking pretty dead there, buddy. He's going to poke the body. Not, not hard. Just like. The figure is going to shift enough for you to tell that it was probably a woman clutching a circular brass mirror. Okay. Solinar is going to, he's not going to like peel the mirror out of the hands just yet. He's going to kind of like (laughs) check out, kind of check out the rest of the body, see if he can tell like, was she like a priestess here? It looks like she was. Okay. And then is she like, is she holding on to anything else or is it just like both hands on this mirror? Uh, she's clutching the mirror to her chest, almost as if she's hugging it. Hmm. I mean, you're not going to use it in the afterlife. And Selenar is going to, like, try to gently tug it out from her Her hands are going to give way and just sort of crumble as you take the mirror away. And then re-uncrumble around your throat! It's, uh, it's kind of gross, being honest. Taking things from corpses. Oh, well. You hear a cracking sound as the head turns to look at you. Solonar's gonna take like two steps backwards, attention out in front of him. No nope. other reaction will be had. Are there eyes? No. All right, that's spooky as hell. Like what even? Are Come you on. saying this out loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's everything I've said in Solonar's voice has been Solonar speaking out loud. Are you, you speaking loud enough that we can hear you like through the hallway? I yeah. Mean, speaking volume. <laughs> so like we're standing you... there and Solonar's like, that's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> you good over there? You gonna you gonna stay still now? Now that you've done spooky nonsense. Solonar's gonna back out of the hallway slowly. You feel something touch your neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solinar like whips around. There's nothing there. Can I roll like Arcana or something on sure. this mirror to tell if it's haunted? Is that a thing I can do? Sure. Don't you have to tech magic at this point? No. 
That's unfortunate for you. It's a first level spell. And I don't get first level spells that aren't illusion or one other thing. 15? 15? You're able to tell that this is probably some kind of ghosty nonsense. Oh, I'm not about that at all. Oh, it's a fat phylactery. <laughs> fat lactery? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Solar's gonna... He's gonna bring the mirror back to the rest of the group. He's gonna come back out into the hallway where the bridge is. Be like, hey guys, found a spooky corpse. Spooky corpse was holding this. He holds out the brass mirror. And I just had like... You ever get one of those where, like, you walk backwards into a spider web and it just tickles, like, the nape of your neck? No, I can't say that's ever happened to me. You've lived in the woods. Were there not, like, tons of spiders? I didn't walk backwards through the woods. Like, no. some kind of lunatic. The lunatics are in the woods. <laughs> anyway, seems to me like this brass mirror thing might be haunted. Then why would you take it with you? I don't know. It's probably valuable. You're an idiot. Ghosts only make things more valuable, you know. No, they don't. That's not how that works. Yeah, right, they do. Mr. Eek? Huh? <laughs> Ghosts don't add value to things, right? Well, it's really... I a... mean... I, I learned about this in Paladin School. It's a supply and demand situation. There's not a lot of ghosts out there. Or people, you know, there's not a lot of them, but some people really like haunted things. I'm actually kind of curious what Eek has to say about this. Well, I... I thought Alita would know something about this mirror. I know about magical items and holy relics. I don't know about their value on the open market. Oh, wait. I mean, I just thought in general, like, is this important? Uh, mirrors were used in a lot of draconic rituals, but I don't know if brass rituals would differ any from silver. Ooh, a thought just occurred to me. Your silver mirror pendant, that's got the consciousness of all the priests and priestesses came before you it carries their knowledge as a separate entity yes yeah all I, the ghosts in the mirror i wonder if this brass mirror also has consciousnesses in it and that's what i'm feeling i don't know i don't think it would be beyond the realm of possibility but i don't have enough knowledge to let you know oh i got this i love mirrors and i'm wearing lots of brass robes <laughs> i mean if you want to take a look at it but maybe like let's not do this exchange in the a... precarious hallway of death. Oh, it's a long way down. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I'll, I'll come to you. You just step through that doorway. Okay. There are three doorways you guys have not gone through. Yes, yet. I stepped through one. Yeah, and Boat actually hasn't gone down his hallway yet. He was just sort of waiting there. If nobody else wants to do anything, I can go explore that hallway right now. Your hallway takes a sharp right turn and goes straight into a locked door. A locked door, you say? A locked door, indeed. What does the door look like? Does it look similar to other ones that we've seen so far? Is it mahogany? It looks like an ordinary wooden door. There doesn't seem to be anything particularly fancy about right, it. No fancy lock or anything like that? I mean, it's it's locked, and it's locked pretty well, but it's not... It doesn't have, like, a seven-bolt lock, no. All right, I'm going to just try and... Uh... Get a good running start and go after it. <laughs> Roll strength. All right. Well, I don't have thieves tools. He plunges through the door and into the abyss on the other side. 19. You are able to break down the door. So, 
So everybody here just hears a thunderous crash coming yes. from that hallway. Well, that's usually what happens when both goes places. So the area looks like it was once pristine, but the roof has collapsed in, giving a huge way into the desert. You could climb into the scaled steps from where you are. You see a shadow sort of cut the light over you as it passes over. From above outside? Yes. Boat very slowly backs away as he is quite confident that's probably the blue dragon. <laughs> probably a wise wise yeah. decision yeah boat's uh impetuous but he's not stupid i back up i go back to the door i came through i was just like guys the, the blue dragon i think is flying around outside the, the the roof is collapsed on that room over there y'all better be careful don't go that way and let's try and shut this door again so it doesn't hear us uh, did you say shut the door to the one that's on the ground? That's been <laughs> the broken, busted no, the door, door that you Leroy no, Jenkins Kool Aid Man through that I went through the first time. Oh, fair. But before you shut that door, I'm checking out this mirror. Oh uh, yeah, here you go. What buddy. are you doing to check out the mirror? Oh, hello. Good to see you. I was wondering. You look pretty good. You got some cool. Uh, earrings on, you wearing the robes. Do, would you happen to know any um, brass dragon priests or priestesses who could give us some information? Are you sweet-talking the mirror? No response. Oh. Hey, Alita, how do you talk to your mirror? My pendant? I pray and meditate and commune with it magically. Oh. I've been taught how to do this. Now is the time. Alita's gonna shrug and go check out one of the doors. She's immediately going to come back upon you making that sound. Oh, and like his, uh, Johannes's knuckles are like turning wide as he grips oh, the mirror. Was he going Super Saiyan? And uh, his hair begins to drift upwards. Uh, <laughs> as if an air, his level's over 9,000. is caught below him. He's uh, level three. The golden locks kind of just hurling through the air. Uh, you see all the veins like begin to pop out as all his muscles become extremely defined. And he's like, no! And then it just all just kind of stops. And he's like, Praise to you. No response. Well, the mirror's broken. Can, can, <laughs> I, can I see that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't do anything. He, but it looks great. He takes it. He's going to go back to that uh, hallway. You're Okay, so the one full of blood or the the crystalline hall? The one that's full of blood. Okay. Uh, is there a corner of it that's not full of blood, though? Uh, No, the whole place is pretty massacre central. I'm going to just hold on to this for a bit, but I'm... I'm going to see if I can find out more about it later. What is with Eek taking potentially dangerous items with him? I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it. It's a beautiful mirror. Let me know what you find out, buddy. Well, I don't think Eek knows that it's potentially dangerous. It's not so. dangerous. Mirrors are sacred to soon. She would protect it. I'll go look down my hallway, though. The way that you went branched to the left and to the right. I'm going to send Squeak down the left. He comes to a closed door. And then bring him back and send him down the right. Uh, he comes to a closed door. Uh, which one was closer? Are they about the same? Uh, the one to the left is closer. Right, I'll go down to the left. So as you go up to the door, uh, and you if you try the handle, you'll find it to be locked. Eh, he goes down to the other one. That door is open, but it opens back to the room you just left. The hallway? The place with the void floor, Oh, yes. hey, buddy. Okay. I guess we're going this hey, way. Hey, hey, Solonar. Yes. There's a locked door over here. Ooh, I like unlocking doors. Let's see what I can do. A net 20? Yeah, that door 
comes open An very 20. easily. Yeah. Not that. You needed to. Yeah. You needed to beat a five for that door. No. Booyah. <laughs> Basically, if I don't crit fumble, I get that. Is what that means because I get a plus five. Solinar picked it with his feet. So <laughs> practicing for foot magic. <laughs> so the door. So the door opens to a small square room, maybe forty feet by forty feet. Uh, there's a door to the north wall, and while it's dusty, the room has comfortable looking beds and space for a campfire. Hey, who's feeling sleepy? Should we check first? To make a, sure this is safe. I have a question. Smack the beds for scorpions. <laughs> Uh, you say there's space for a campfire. That implies to me that there's some sort of chimney system. There looks to be a vent in the ceiling. Okay. Hey, guys, let's remember that the blue dragon is flying around outside and, you know, smoke. <laughs> You're right. They could light fires anywhere and smoke us out. We just don't want that thing to find us. I mean... If we can find some filters so that they can't smoke us out of here, that would be quite important. I mean, would the blue dragon even be able to fit down here? We gotta leave at some point, and like, I'd hate to draw more attention to us than is necessary. Yeah, could you put not, that sword away? Not to be someone who's making this worse, but these temples were meant to house brass dragons. There are hidden entrances that are dragon-sized. See, see. Well, <laughs> I guess we don't really need a, a fire anyway. Man, it's I, awfully warm and stuffy right now. Well, just a just a little bit of fire for our for our sweet sweet dumplings. Oh no, I just oh. I mean, I think you and I can cover that with prestidigitation, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, we, we we can we'll be fine. But uh, are there any traps in here? I mean, I think we should check. He Alita <laughs> is looking expectantly at Solinar. Uh, I. I haven't looked yet. Hold on. So and I will check the floor for traps. 16. You don't detect any traps. So and I will check the beds for traps. Don't do that. <laughs> Five. The beds look safe. So and I will sit down on one of the beds being like, no guys, I think we're all good in here. Your butt's going to get covered in dust, but it will sink in comfortably. To the dust. The bed's very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like six inches of dust. The dust that was once bones. The bones that were once bodies. But through <laughs> the metaphor of this is process. No, there's, there's, a th- there's, there's dust, but no, it's, yeah. it's bed. Yeah, um, 80% of dust is skin cells. So really... Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Stop. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Do you want us to be in a horrifying, haunted uh, <laughs> place or not? I just... Your skin cells are gross. Yeah, you're gonna, you can draw your line at skin cells and then brush our necks with some evil spirits. Yeah. Brushing off skin cells that quickly become dust that fill this <laughs> Yeah, see, ghosts aren't corporeal until they exfoliate. Echoplasm? Yeah. No. Um, Ectoplasm face mask. Now you know. He's going to go peek through that other door. The other door opens to a hallway that curves sharply to the right. He's going to squeak down the hallway. Uh, Squeak is going to come up to a branching hallway to the left and a door, a locked door. Squeak keeps going down the hallway. Uh, The one that branches out, there's another closed door, but it is not locked. Should we go uh, look down this hallway or should we just take a a rest real quick? Or should we look at the other doors off the pit room? I think we should take advantage of the opportunity to rest. We don't know when we might get it again. Right, if we fall into like a pit trap or something like that, who knows the next time we'll get to sit down for a minute. And these beds are 
mighty comfy, let me tell you what. It also seems very fortuitous that when looking through a mirror, one of the sacred artifacts of Soon, we soon discovered the perfect place for beauty sleep. Well, it's a little dusty for beauty sleep. Oh, maybe for you, but the dust helps me exfoliate. And we all know that skin cells quickly become more dust, so... To protect himself from the dust, Boat's gonna, like, pull up the cowl on his, uh, from his cloak of the office of the guard captaincy of Palomar. Oh, that's not what it is, but okay. <laughs> and then he takes his cowboy hat and pulls it over his eyes. Ugh. <laughs> Boat looks like a walking nightmare. It looks like he tripped and fell in a Looney Tunes-style costume closet. <laughs> Everything is Looney Tunes. I need you guys to know that I'm always gonna go back to Looney Tunes. Yeah, so I jump on this Acme bed. <laughs> <laughs> Solana, I say, I say, why don't you go pick that lock? <laughs> Alita's going to kind of wiggle her fingers over the bed in an attempt to clean it magically. How many beds are there? There are eight. Hey, Eek, just in case that uh, that spirit that's potentially inside that mirror decides to do a little midnight visitation, you want me to hang on to it? Oh, oh, that that reminds me. Um, I was actually going to... To just try something real quick. They set out a um, like circle of magic to oh, we do some board. detect magic. You're going to cast detect magic as a ritual? Is yes. that what you're trying to do? Yes. Are you trying to do it on the mirror? Yes. All right. The mirror is not going to glow with arcane magic, but you feel that it was consecrated. You know, conse- consecrated, real quick for all of us, isn't consecrated like blessed? Yes. Yeah, the opposite yeah. of desecrated. Perfect. Yeah, it's a holy object. I wanted, to, I wanted to make sure that I was yeah. on on uh, on the same plane. Yeah. Highlanders cannot and... fight there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Do I see any other... Well, since it's been cast and it's a 30-foot radius... Um... There is no other reaction this room gives you. I, I don't... I think this thing is fine. It's not a... Of course it is. It's it, probably blessed. It, it was... Yeah, it was blessed, but it's not magic. I mean, my my concern was mostly, I know... Getting your sleep is really important, and if this decides to interrupt your sleep in the middle of the night, I don't know how happy you're going to be, because last time you did without sleep, I recall you being pretty cranky. I'll just hold on to it. It's fine. All right. Alita's going to curl up, holding Felix like a teddy bear and go to sleep. You said there's eight beds in this room? Yes. And there's five of us? Yep. So he's going to take a mattress from one of the beds? And put it on top of one of the other mattresses. What kind of princess in the pea nonsense is this? <laughs> you know, you gave me the opportunity, so I'm just going to go ahead and do that. You're right, how silly of me. <laughs> Can yeah. I create tiny puffs of air with prestidigitation? Yeah. Okay, so Solonar is going to shake one of the like blankets to like knock a lot of the lo- do- dust loose, and then be like, flaboo, flaboo, flaboo. Just knocking the dust away from the bed. I think I prefer. I think I preferred huzzah. Well, that's for cleaning things. You. Here's another one, buddy. I don't know if you and, know that uh, you can Johannes clean dust a third from mattress on Eek's mattress stack, <laughs> and then uh, Johnson one of the final ones and curls up into a little ball. It's just like, oh, good night, peep. We've established that Johannes has like a plus modifier to mattress handling. Yes, we have. Mm. He's he's the mattress wrangler. Uh-huh. He is the mattress king. <laughs> oh, he's the whiz. Nobody beats him. <laughs> thank you. Royalty. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and crawl on the top of this pile of mattresses and go to bed. Grab your boat to sleep in like a cowpoke. Alrighty. So everybody's resting? Yes. Alright, you all complete a long rest. Wow. Ballin'. 
I wasn't expecting that. Hey guys, that took us so long just to take a long rest. <laughs> yeah, what are we, 25 episodes in? <laughs> no, I, we slept in the desert. No, no also, I'm just saying, like, You also slept in Palabar. Oh, yeah. I've been keeping an eye out for y'all. We've slept. We slept on the boat a few times. Not on the boat. On the boat. Was it a ship? I slept on the boat one time, but that night was super cold. Please no. Wait. wait. <laughs> All right. Was so. it night cold or was boat cold? I mean, we're gonna stop this line of conversation. So you guys wake up and it appears that nothing <laughs> is. I'm working on that. that and it appears that nothing uh, has. Yeah, a little story for you guys. A little background. Is that cold night? All right. Ch- I'm Chapman. Getting, I'm getting Chapman. stares from the DM. I swear. I, I just want to point now. out, I am not having any part of. The, I've said nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Al- Alex, that knife keeps getting closer, and closer to Chapman's neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, good night, Chapman. Good luck. Yeah, we know that. We know that the only way we'll see Soulboat is if the the listeners demand it. <laughs> and even then, no. Hashtag. I want to ruin Alex's day. <laughs> So if you want to get on the Discord chat with hashtag I want to ruin Alex's day, uh, and we can start working on that Soul Boat fan fiction. That'd be great. I would appreciate it all if you would not. <laughs> it would bring me joy for you to not. Anyway, so you all wake up, and despite the fact that you all feel like you slept a long time, you're not able to really feel whether it's day or night or afternoon in the temple itself. You're not able to really gauge the passage of time very Could well. Could I walk back to the collapsed roof blue dragon room and see what the like what the light looked like? Yeah. Roll stealth. Alright. I like where this is going. I like it a little less now. That's a nine. It looks like nighttime. I cl- go back and close the door and return to the sleep room. Alright. Fantastic. Uh, so you're back in the room. There's the entrance that you came in from the south and then there's a door to the north. Just in case Boat brought something back with him, one of us should lay in one of the beds and see if we get the message that we can't sleep because monsters are nearby. Or you could not. Or you could just move forward. (laughs) In that uh, Endless Abyss room, was there anything, was there a roof? There was a roof. There was also one more door. Should we continue on this hallway or check that last door? I feel like we may as well check this hallway since we're here. Though I guess that last door could have treasure. Ooh. Ooh, I'm torn, you guys. Let's check the door. Okay, yeah. Um. <laughs> Go, team door checkers. So you're going back to the abyss room? Yes. And while we're there, I'm just going to send Squeak down the abyss real quick just to take a quick look-see. Squeak is having difficulty going deeper into the abyss. He feels like he's being pushed back up as he goes down. Call Squeak back to him. Right. Yeah. Squeak flutters back. And I open this door. You open the door easily. There is a well in the corner of the room that you find yourself in. Oh. The water is tinted red and has a rusty smell to it. Oh. Yeah. Two indents run along the floor. I've been practicing my door opening for a while now. I'm glad I'm really picking it up. You know what they say about practice? Oh, indents. What is these? Are they running in any kind of pattern? Uh, no, but it looks like they run straight down into a gutter along the end of the room. Um, is it indents as in something was dragged? Uh, or... Indents as in they are grooves cut into the like floor intentionally. Uh, yes. And towards the gutter. Uh, is the gutter able to be removed? Yes, the grate over it is. Yeah, and how big is that space? Six to nine inches. How big is the well? The well itself is one foot wide. And I imagine that we can't see anything 
down it. You can see the red water, and you can smell sort of the rusty smell. Mm -hmm. Hey, Johannes, you want to try running some water down those grooves? Oh, yeah. Here, let me just take it out. Uh, it might not work. It has it has been having some trouble working. Um, probably because this cork is so difficult to remove. Nope, the cork is super easy oh, no. to remove, and it just pops open. Uh, maybe it's a magical area. Cork was very quick that time. Um, <laughs> Hey-ho, water spout. Uh, please uh, give us a shout. Um, I need a drink, so please, this place kind of stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. Wait, what? Oh, uh, well, spring. Heavy, slow flow begins to pour out from the decanter. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, the water... Is coming out of this is great. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make it go down this well. Oh, I thought you were gonna put it through the groove things into the gutter. Oh, yeah, into the grooves. All right, as you pour it into the grooves, it cuts through the dirt and the dust that's collected on the floor, uh, letting you realize that the floor itself is actually brass. Whoa, it goes into the gutter, and you hear a far away dripping sound. Hmm. It seems we turned on the water somewhere else. Wait. Let me go look at something he sends us squeak down this hole. He's going to have a little bit of trouble because it's going to narrow and the water is going to kind of crowd him. But he will eventually pop up into a room that has... It's a very large room and it has some kind of water wheel trigger mechanism that the water from the decanter is slowly dripping on, but doesn't seem to have an effect on. It just doesn't seem to be enough water. You see there is a really large wellspring of water in this room through Squeak's eyes. Johannes, uh, ask, ask the, the bottle to give us a geyser. A geyser? Yeah. Oh, a geyser. So the water begins just blasting out of the decanter and hitting the grooves and just heavily just pouring through this grate. Is that going to be problematic to squeak? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be oh, really bad. Uh, for I thought there was Don't call for... squeak back immediately oh, because no, he will yeah. have to I was, swim. I thought there was like a little room down there with this water wheel in it. Uh, no. Yeah, there is not. Oh, it's just a tiny little space. Yeah. Uh, well, Ooh. no, it goes. Okay, so no, no, no hold on. Let, let me let me explain. So the <laughs> small area that Squeak came through that is coming through that gutter yeah. goes into a larger room. Yeah. But if Squeak is going to return, he has to no, go through uh, where the water's coming out. Yeah, no, I, I thought he, Squeak was going to wait and watch to see what happens. All right, so Squeak's hanging out. You see the water, be, through Squeak's eyes, you see the water begin to hit the water wheel and start to turn it before you hear a hissing sound. And the grate is slapped closed, cutting off the water. Oh, interesting. Well, that's trouble. Um, Do uh, we all hear the hissing sound? Off. No, just you. Okay. It stops. And so there's no way to get, is there a way to get Squeak back now? Not that you immediately see. Oh, no. Do we see the scene where we're like, Squeak like comes back up and is like trying to get through the grate. We're like, oh, no, Squeak. I thought the grate slapped shut on the other side. So we wouldn't yes. know. Unless he said something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh! in that case, the water's still going. Mm. Yeah, and it's starting to 
start flooding back in. Oh, look, that's problematic. Oh, oh, I to put the put the cork back in. Oh, oh, stop. Cork. The water stops. The cork goes in easily. <laughs> Does the water kind of settle down at all? Yes. Does the door the grate open back up? No. Uh, you all feel a rumbling throughout the temple itself. Uh, uh, anything going on in this room? Not in the room you're in, no. I'm going to check something. I will be right back. And Solonar is going to... He's going to move carefully across the abyss bridge, but then he's going to dash back until he finds his way to the room that had the two fountain figures. The crystalline room? Yeah. And he's going to see if either of them is spouting water now. Neither of them are. You saw that you see there's a small amount of water that collected in the pool itself, but neither of them are spouting water. He kind of like looks around a little bit. Could he go closer to one of them and check to see if it's like if it feels wet right now? Yeah, both of them do. Hmm. He's going to return to the group. As that's going on for this well, uh, Johannes just kind of cups a hand and dips it in and pulls it up. Is it, is it, uh, is it, uh, blood? No, it seems to be water that's tainted with rust. Rusty water. Are there any ways that water could have entered this room? Other, you know, there's a way like well, we well, did. Well, so, uh, oh, so oh, I see. Is the, is the, is it like, is it rust throughout the water? Is it like somehow like the rust is settled on the surface of the water? It looks like there was something in the water that, yeah, that rusted rusted. heavily and just ruined the water. Yeah, Johannes puts his hand down uh, and tries to kind of reach around. Roll for tetanus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm actually immune to uh, diseases. Fantastic. I, I still want you to roll to <laughs> roll investigation oh, to find it. Uh, you know, I thought I was rolling for tetanus. <laughs> How about a solid eight? You feel something against your hand, mm -hmm. but lose it. I am going to uh, take my other hand and plunge my mace, which I'm going to cast light on and have a little light down there. And I can kind of then reach around and find this thing. Oh, there's a thing in here. Maybe it's another mirror. There is indeed a thing in there. It is a baton that's maybe a foot and a half long, covered in red rust. Oh, look at this guy. Uh, he's seen better days. It feels warm in your hand. Oh, but I like it. I bet you I could conduct a whole symphony with this. We could do, uh, the, you know, March of the Dragon Bee. One of my favorites. It's like a, it's like a baton like that, right? It's like a twirling baton. I can conduct a symphony with that too. Yeah, it's just going to be a lot more of you, like, aggressively swinging. Yeah, well, you know, the greatest conductors didn't even use batons. They used things like, I saw one of the more famous um, symphony directors, uh, Edwin von Schwarzen. Uh, he conducted a whole symphony with a wedge of cheese. I'm going to need you to write down the name of that conductor, because I will 100% write that into the canon. Got it. As you swing the baton around, it looks like it cuts through the air with arcs of fire that hang in the air for a split second before disappearing. Oh! Can, can I see that? Yeah, it's very warm. Here you go. Um, I'm just going to roll Arcana on this. All right. <laughs> nat 1. So the Nat 1 tells you that it sure is a stick that did shiny things. Ah. Uh. 
Nah. He uh tries to rub some. He tries to press the digitate some of this uh this rust off of it. All right, it succeeds. It begins to get cleaner. How does it look now? The same. I mean, it it looks it looks less rusty, but it has the same shape and abilities. He swings it around more. It cuts through more? the air, leaving the red fire behind it, which then dissipates. So essentially, I... we've got a like Fourth of July sparkler. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> For all you know, yes. Right. Well. Uh, buddy, if you don't, uh, if you don't want it, I want to try to conduct an orchestra with this thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. So far, I think I'm the most musically inclined of the party, but I'm ready to get proven wrong. I know all of you have hidden talents you're just waiting to unleash. Bud gets out his clarinet of discord. <laughs> yes! And he begins to play and looks expectantly at Johannes for uh, some direction. Roll for playing, roll for directing. Both are performance checks. Uh, that's a nat one. <laughs> 16. Somehow the clarinet plays worse than it normally does, despite Johannes's arguably competent conducting. Whoa. Shouldn't we have to do like like a whiz save or something well, like that for a nat one? I've got another question for you. Does the clarinet have discord on a nat one? Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Play exactly what you want. No, it's the worst sound imaginable. It's like a goose honking through a trumpet that's being dragged down a hallway. I see here's the I really thing. can't I can't picture that in my head, Josh. Can you well, can you give me an example? I don't know if I can do it any justice, but I'll give it a try. See, and here's the thing. You guys, you make that joke, but that's not far from what I listen to regularly. <laughs> I just hope Gabe puts the cork noise in there. No! <laughs> no cork noise. I'm done with cork yeah, noise. I was say, we have cork noise enough. All right, this room does have doors to the east, the west, and the south. Real quick, the well how room. great would it be if he just grabs a, a like clip of uh, of Alex being like, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> you, I will, I will. And there's another door on the eastern wall that's closer to the northern wall. So there are four doors out of here other than the one that you came in through. So many I'm so lost. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. Tell There's someone frantically trying to sketch a map as I'm describing this, and they're like, "What fresh hell?" I'm gonna tell Squeak to look around this room some more to see if there's another. What do you way mean, out. Squeak? Squeak is. I mean, uh... like in the room he squeaks oh. in. Squeak is in a very large room with door with two doors to the north. No, three doors to the north. Excuse me. Two doors to the east and one door to the south. In the corner of the room is a large, elaborate cage with some kind of trap door in the ceiling to it. There are bones littering the entire room, and something is moving. Uh, okay, so a couple questions. <laughs> yep. Uh, start with, what kind of bones are these? <laughs> you see the bones of a large snake. You also see bones of humanoids and cattle. And bats. And uh, what does this moving thing look like? The bones of a very large snake. Huh, okay. Um, hmm. You see, through Squeak's eyes, you see that some of the bones are wrapped in an elaborate cloak of fur and velvet. 
I have a question for uh, Gabe, actually. Bats, uh, how is their sight? Do they see? Are they just echolocative? Oh, well, that's good. I, I literally have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Almost all bats have perfect eyesight. Awesome. Thank you. I know that, uh, you know, there's some bats that eat just fruit, and there's some that eat bugs. They're super cool. That's, Educational that's bat true. podcast. That's why Bruce Wayne doesn't have to wear glasses. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He got bit Elaborate by Elaborate cloak yeah. wrapped around the bones of a very, very large snake. Eek's going to go tell Squeak to go fly closer to the snake. No step on snack. <laughs> <laughs> As Squeak flutters towards the the snake, it begins making this soft hissing sound that increases. You hear a, the cracking sound of vertebrae as the huge snake rises up and looks around for the sound. Squeak kind of darts up into the ceiling. Huh. <laughs> um... You know, bats will often will go to the tops of ceilings just as like a nice place of refuge, um, trying to find somewhere kind of dark and cool in the corners. This has been Bat Facts with Quid Pro Roll. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, I really want to imagine that Squeak is just like a, a little cotton ball looking ghost bat. Who owns Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've always imagined like the bats from Chrono Trigger. Oh, no, those are not as cute. Ghost bats. <laughs> So Eek's going to have Squeak just kind of hang out, hide in that ceiling, and keep an eye on things. And yeah, Squeak's Squeak's not going to object. Squeak is okay not being near that snake. Um, in the meantime, uh, I want to take a closer look at this grate, if that's okay with everybody. You, you thought we missed your hangout pun, but I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're checking out the grate. Uh, what are you guys doing while he's doing that? Am I back? Yeah. Okay. I think we're still fighting with the clarinet. Yeah, you come back to you know, Eek inspecting a great uh, Johannes conducting using a shiny sparkler rod and Boat making the worst sounds imaginable. You know, you know Boat, it's one of those things where just, I, I promise, as somebody who has played maybe an instrument, uh, you get better with practice. You're still, you just picked it up. I think you've come a long way. I'm pretty pleased with my progress so far, all things considered. I mean, without a teacher, too. I've, I've figured out a lot. That's always difficult. Self-taught is uh, perhaps the most difficult of all skills to learn. Motivation's a real problem for me sometime. i got to figure out when to practice. I think, uh, you know, you do keep pulling it out in opportune moments, though, uh, with the spotlight on you, and I think that that takes a, a, a really big man to do. I'm very confident. And you're also a big man, so it worked out really well. Mm -hmm. All right. Reporting back from the scene of those two fountain ladies in the crystalline room. Whoa, what are you talking about? He's talking about the statues, Mr. Johannes. Oh. Both of their vases, the where we thought the water would come from, were wet. So whatever we were doing was working up to the point where the grate closed. So if we can find that room, open that grate back up, get a consistent flow of water running through the... I guess just into the water wheel, then we'll be we'll be good to go. Yeah, well, that sounds like a great idea. If we can fill that pool, I can purify it, and that should let me get into the relic room in the depths of the temple. So this is just victory all around, then. 
Yes. Sweet. Oh, hey. also, there's a giant bone snake creature down there. Stop I'm sorry, like what? Now. Would you like to run that past me one more time? Yeah, let's check this door. Maybe it'll lead the way. Uh, well, he's explaining that. Which door are you going in? There's one on the northeast, there's mm-hmm. one on the east, there's one on the south, and there's one on the west. Oh, this one right here. Cool. So you open the door to the northeast, and it's an incredibly confusing winding hallway that leads you to an easily openable door. My head hurts so bad. So uh, real quick, did I notice anything about this grate as in like a way to open it? I mean, the grate is easy to open and close. You just pull the grate off of off of the actual vent. Wait, will this grate allow? Uh, it's uh, too small for you to crawl through. No, for Squeak to go. Like, is that no. is this the one that's blocking Squeak? No, the one that's blocking is on the uh, other side. Uh, okay, never mind. So, Johannes, do you go into the room with the easily openable door? Oh, uh, as long as everyone else is with me, let's go. Johannes walked off, y'all. Happy to follow along. I mean, he's still waving the conductor's baton, so I'm just going to follow him. Mm. He's leaving a lovely trail of fire behind him. That's very nice. As you walk into the room, the room itself has a door to the south and a door to the east. But you don't notice it immediately. What you do notice is on the wall, scrawled in blood, the following words. Uja hears. Uja listens. Uja knows we are here. There is an incomplete skeleton next to the words. How incomplete? It's got one arm, half a leg, and its head still. Oh, you know, I had a dial-up once, too. Buffering's tough. (laughs) Uja hears, Uja listens. Uja. Uja, Uja. Anyone know? Um, He's going to take out that crystal ball and kind of look at it and ask, who's it? Who, or what is Uja? Uja, Uja. Wait, is this the crystal ball that you got in the, pa- the package that none of us have seen yet? Yes. He's, face, he's hiding it like to himself. Oh, no, 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 you didn't say that. You no. didn't well, say I, that. I, no. after the fact. I think that's what a, a cool well, thing. No, he's <laughs> hiding it. He's what like, you got he, there, buddy? He's, yeah. he's looking you don't get to say that retroactively. No. Yes, I it do. Like, it seems like a lot of people yeah. are making perception I, I, rolls. It I seems think. like it seems like y'all are going to do I, perception, I, I, and Eek I, I, I is going to be. I want to use portent on one of these perception rolls. Oh, it rolls. sounds yeah. like it sounds like my boy Eek is going to be doing a stealth roll. Yeah, but I can do a portent on one of these perception rolls. Mm-hmm. You get to choose which one before seeing the numbers, right? Oh, I, yeah. I already saw one of those. <laughs> so that's going to. So yeah, roll your stealth, Eek. Yeah, uh, I'm replacing yours with a three. Oh. But my stealth is going to be a uh, nine. Seventeen. Yes! <laughs> because I saw Wait. nothing at all. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, I walked right into a matter. pillar. What did you say yours was again? Seventeen. Right. Cobalt! 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 <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. What do you got there? That's a nifty little ball you got. I don't remember you saying anything about that. He still just shoves it before he hears anything from it. Shoves it back into his bag. No, nothing. No, uh, no, no, nothing. I, I walk over to Eek, and I sort of take him to the side. It's like, look, man, we've had some honesty and trust issues lately, but I'm hoping you can just tell me, since you know I'm a straight dealer, what, what, we're, what we're talking about here. What's this, what's this crystal ball you got? Are you, you telling fortunes on the side, friend? I, I know what it's like to have a side hustle. Well, I think it's nothing you need to know about. Oh, is this but... really important right now? 
the last time our friend here had something uh, that we didn't know about, it was fairly dangerous, if you'll recall, Alita. I do remember, and I also remember that we got it resolved. I just really wish everyone would try and trust each other a little bit. I mean, I feel like in this case, Eek's the one who's not trusting us with the knowledge of the things that he's got. I don't disagree, but I don't think pressuring him is the way to go. That's why I'm talking to him. I think we should talk about him while he's in the room uh, and continue to use that as a way. So there is a door on the east wall. Which you hear slam because while you guys are talking, Eek decided uh. to run. The door on the east wall is locked, Eek. Well, he's going to go through the unlocked door that's not on the east so wall. So the one that you guys so we just watch came Eek, through. We watch Eek scramble to different doors. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You scramble to the door to the east, find that it's locked, go cobalt, and then immediately like run to the south door, which you guys came in through. Yeah. What's the doors from that direction? Uh, there's a hallway to your immediate left and a hallway that goes straight. He's going to go to the left? All right. You come across a locked door. Go back to that hallway and go to the right. Oh, hello. <laughs> you you seem to run right into me. <laughs> you pass them again. Bet you didn't see that in your crystal ball. <laughs> the hallway is the hyper labyrinthine one that Johannes walked through. So you find yourself back in the room with the well. And what were the doors out of this room? There was a door to the northeast, which you just came in through. There was one directly to the east. There was one to the south. And there was one to the west. He's going to go to the south. The one to the south, there's a hallway that goes to the left and to the right. To the left. All right, to the left, there is a doorway to the right and a doorway to the left. Can I chase after him? To the no, left. No, 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 I really want to see Alex pass out. She's going so fast right now. <laughs> there's a doorway to the right and a doorway to the left. To the left. To the left, all right, the door opens easily. He goes through it and slams it behind him. You find yourself in a chapel with a statue of a brass dragon. So while he uh, has his moment, y'all are still in the uh, room with the blood on the walls. I mean, look, if he really wants to run off, like, at this point, I'd, I'd, I'd just let him go. Like, Yeah, you're probably right. He keeps picking up dangerous magical artifacts, acting like a sketchy weirdo. <laughs> I can't believe you all. I mean, he's, Alita, he's part of Alita, the prophecy. I, Alita, I really get your response to this, but I, I think we have to look at the objective truth here of what Solinar is saying. Eek is acting like a sketchy weirdo. And, <laughs> and let me say, normally I would not have a problem with somebody acting like a sketchy weirdo because as a libertarian, you can be as much <laughs> of a sketchy weirdo as you want to be. As long as you're not hurting others, but I I'm think glad we finally got back around. It's been a few episodes since uh, <laughs> Boat used his catchphrase. I'm very politically active, but as you can see, <laughs> don't forget to vote, guys. Yeah, as you can see, uh, Eek's uh, behavior is problematic at best to some of the things we're trying to accomplish here. Um, Ms. Uh, Mr. Boat Solinar, I I understand where you're coming from. Can we move to a room that doesn't have words in blood scrawled on the walls to have this conversation? That's every room in this sandy (laughs) pit that we've come to. Uja Shmuja, we gotta figure this out right now. (laughs) I I don't think we should leave him here. I think we need to collect him before we go anywhere. Do you know where he went? No. There are several things wrong with your plan, then. I mean, this place can only be so big. 
Alita gives you a look like, are you serious? What? There's so I'm so lost. I have no idea where we are or where we're even going. I'm without purpose. I'm drifting a boat without a compass on a vast ocean that is uh, this place. And now we've lost one of our integral crewmates, uh, Eek, who, as I know, uh, might possibly be the person who holds that compass. Because that compass might just be our hearts. And it might be the only way that we find triumph in such a place of darkness. Can we please decide on a direction to go before he passes out? Does anyone have any idea what he's talking about? I'm so confused, Johannes. I'm going to take control here. What are the directions we can go? There's the door to the east, which you haven't gone through yet. Mm. And then there's the door that you came into this room through, which you saw Eek scramble out of. All right, we're going to go that way. You're going to go towards Eek. Yep. I stride confidently through the door, leading the party behind me. Uh, you find yourself in, a, in the really confusing hallway, mm-hmm. which leads you back to the room with the well. There is the door to the northeast that you just came in through. There's the door directly to the east, the door to the south, and the door to the west. Can so, I roll like survival to try yep. to track Eek? Yes, you may. Solonar's going to follow Boat into this room and be like, look, buddy. If if he wants to be found right now, I imagine he'd make himself easy to be found. I rolled a 14. Yeah, you're able to tell which direction he went into. He went to the door to the south. All right. Boat, he scans the room, and then he tips his cowboy hat up just a little bit so he can get a better better sight of it. He sniffs the air, catches the trail, and he leads on. Still warm. Headed away from here. You find uh, yourself in the chapel room. Wait, is that all it took to get to the chapel? Uh, you have to no. go down and then no, you have to take the left. That's where you are. Oh, are you talking to me now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's not that hard <laughs> to get to the chapel from where you are, but yeah, you're in the chapel. Okay, I wasn't sure if they, were, if they already found me or not. No, not yet, but okay. they're not far. Um, what do I see in this chapel? Uh, it's a brass calm dragon. room with pews and a statue of a large brass dragon. Can I lock the door? No. There are there is a door to your north to the northeast and there is a door directly to your west. Uh, I'm to the west, not your west. Just peek through <laughs> both of those doors real quick. The door to the west opens to a hallway that splits to the right and to the left. The door to the northeast is locked. Dying over. Eek's gonna go hide behind the dragon statue. Okay. I can pull out that crystal ball and ask, "What is it, Uka?" Uga? Are you asking about Uga? Uga, yeah. What? The crystal ball does not react. When you pray to when you pray to him, it's like Auga! Auga! <laughs> what was the name of that thing that was written on the wall? Ucha. Uja. Okay, can uh, I still have UGA? Uh, I'm gonna let you guys know Uja. for those of you that are gonna have difficulty with this. Give me a sec to find the note for it. It's, it's... U D J A H. It's three O's, a J, five more O's, an A. It's a touch. Remember, take notes, listeners. <laughs> I'm saying that for you guys, but sure. There will be a pop quiz at the end of this podcast. So Quid I... pro pop quiz. <laughs> oh, this has I, become I my asked the crystal ball what, what an Uja is. Quiz you... pop roll. You, you tried, and that's what matters. Is it worthy of it? You see only a scene of chaos, of tables getting upended, and a giant 
beast that you can't quite make out what it is in elaborate fancy out like garb like what I saw it's about equivalent in finery um and you just see priests and priestesses being devoured and crushed against the walls <sighs> um I don't understand why Eek tries to get these prophecies when they're always bad. <laughs> Eek's like the kind of guy that goes to like uh, like a shock or horror website to watch <laughs> videos to like creep themselves out. And yeah. then he can't sleep for four yeah. days. Eek is a creepy pasta writer. Eek's going to stuff that that uh, orb back in his backpack like all the way at the bottom this time though. And keep hiding though for now. All right, it's not long before the rest of you enter the chapel. All right. Whoa, we sure you came this way. Seems like a place that could wouldn't hide somebody, but extremely easily. Mr. Eek, are you here? Oh, it's like, Eek, come out to play. Mr. Boat! <laughs> That's not helping. If he's alarmed, you being creepy and weird isn't going to do much. Oh, but it's okay for Eek to be creepy and weird and he's do not, sketchy stuff. He's not being creepy and weird. Back me up, Solonar. <laughs> I mean, keeping magic artifacts secret from the party is being a little bit weird. I don't disagree that it's not ideal, but we should be working on getting him to trust us rather than strong-arming him for not. I you mean, strike me as the last person on this earth who should be having problems with someone having trust issues. No, my problem is when you do things like pick up magic artifacts that none of the party knows what does and go, I'm just going to keep this to myself. You may notice that when I pick up things that seem like they might be magic artifacts, I go, hey, folks. Folks who are in my party who might be potentially endangered by this thing I just picked up. This is a thing that you might be endangered by that I just picked up. And if you want justification for that, I'll give you justification for that. I have plenty of reasons why we should keep something like that brass mirror that he now has and seems very intent on holding on to. I'm not disagreeing with you that it's not a good practice. I'm just saying that the way to remedy that practice is to get him to trust us. Look, I want to investigate the room. For, Roll. For anything but that freaking jar that had... You both need to roll again. That had the evil spirit in it. I'm fine with being like, hey, Eek, you know what? In your own time, why don't you tell us about this stuff? But when it comes to things like, oh, I don't know, items that we've been told are actually dangerous... No, I'm not going to wait for him to be like, you know what, guys? I've decided I'm going to share. No, absolutely not. I don't need a fireball or whatever erupting in the middle of the campsite while we're all asleep just because Eek's playing with nasty things. Amen. Gravy Boat was distracted by Solinar's very articulate ranting, <laughs> um, and Eek was able to burrow deeper into his hidey spot and remain hidden. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I have to agree to some extent with everyone here. Everyone brings up fair, fair points on how we need to conduct ourselves going forward in order to establish ourselves as a tighter unit and an elite team that can achieve the unachievable and bring dragons back so our leader will be smiley and happy again. Uh, but at the same time, we gotta make sure that Eek knows he's our buddy. We've got his back. Then hopefully... 
like you said, we won't have to worry about, by having his back, him having a thing that might possibly eat us in our sleep. Look, man, I'm more than willing to say that if Eek's in danger, I'm willing to put my neck on the line to get him out of that danger. The, my big thing is that I don't feel like that feeling is mutual. When we see an illusion spell over a cliffside and we go, okay, this is the way forward, we're going forward, Eek goes, let's not, and leaves. Goes and buys a plant. I don't think it's wrong for him to be scared. I don't think it's wrong either. But look, you think I want to be out here running from blue dragons? Not particularly. Whoa! You were talking about treasure behind every door we opened. You've been the most excited person to be out here. I think he's just making the best of a weird situation. Oh. I am thrilled to be on this quest, especially for the opportunities that it allows me. I just want to see that same kind of enthusiasm from everybody I expect to be covering my butt should my butt be about to be lit on fire by a blue dragon. Blue oh, no, dragons I'm not... don't breathe fire. Yeah, and I'm also not going to wave this wand. Uh, well, not yet. We'll wave it later. Whoa, look at this Mr. Room. Solinar, from my understanding, blue dragons breathe lightning. I feel like lightning could still light my butt on fire. It could, but they don't breathe fire. Okay. Red dragons well, breathe fire. Well, but... even uh, and you're telling me we won't encounter red dragons at some point. I'm certainly hoping we won't. Red dragons are big. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. The fact that this temple is in the middle of blue dragon country doesn't give me high hopes for the odds of us not encountering red dragons at some point over the course of this quest. Red dragons traditionally have different territories than blue dragons. Blue I, dragons really like arid climates, whereas red dragons tend all to right, like... that's it. Alita! <laughs> what? This room is cool. What's going on here? This is a chapel. It was for meditation and prayer. Oh, are these dragon statues here? Yes, this is a statue of a brass dragon. Looks like it's been kind of cleaned in a couple weird spots. So you guys are in the chapel. Eek is hiding behind the statue and has overheard all of that. And you all have two exits from this room before you can continue into the Brass Dragon Temple. You've been listening to Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Do you want to describe the uh, dragon potentially in a menacing way that then we can dismiss immediately when we come back in another episode? <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. All right, so this I know we don't like weird. to produce it, but I thought that would be really funny. The wings of the brass dragon are spread wide, its mouth open in an eternal roar. Its claws are flexed forward as if it's lunging for you.